ಪ್ರಪನ್ನ ಪಾರಿಜಾತೈಕಪಾನೈ ಜ್ಞಾನಮುದ್ರಾ ಕೃಷ್ಣಾ ಗೀತಾಮೃತದುಹೇ ನಮಃ ಮೂಕಂ ಕರುತಿವಾಚಾಲ ಪಂಗುಂಘಯತಿ ಗಿರಿಂ ಯತ್ಕೃಪಾತಮಹಂ ವಂದೇ ಪರಮಾನಂದಮಾಧವ ಓಂ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 salutations to sri krishna the holder of the gyana mudra grantor of the desires of those who take refuge in him is the milker of the gita nectar who is holding the cane for driving the cows him whose compassion make the dumb man eloquent and crippled to cross the mountains him the all blissful madhava the lord do i salute om peace 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 be unto us all our topic today is uh, the glory of shri krishna it is krishna the avatar in hindu ideal is the world teacher his message is unique and his message is eternal he has been incarnated as is the principle of all incarnations for establishment of the true religion the religion always is there but it loses its sanctity it loses its innate depth and profundity and it gets messed up with things which are non essentials therefore in the bhagavad gita krishna reestablished that essential truth again and he said that i reincarnate again and again only for that purpose of setting things to order unfathomable is the glory of shri krishna his life his message both are unique and it brings strength and spiritual vigor uh, it has molded the life and culture of india for thousands of years its impact its intensely pulsating even to the veins of the spiritual minded people of today and not only that it is invoking it is bringing peace and joy and harmony in the minds of people who are seeking for the truth it is actually giving new life to think of krishna in different perspective is a unique human personality which has been manifested a perfect person who lacks nothing physically mentally emotionally intellectually and spiritually the highest manifestation it is called the blending of all the philosophies blending of all spiritual ideals giving no position of cowardice in life 
giving courage and strength to fight against evils. And at the same time, to enjoy the bliss of life, enjoy the freedom of life. That is our greater problem. We actually, we do things, but we get involved so much that that involvement, though it is necessary for accomplishing something what is noble and good, but there we get stuck. There comes me and mine, my attachment, my doing. As a result, no one suffers but me, because if whenever we find that attachment to anything, it brings suffering and pain. If we look at the life of Sri Krishna, from the very early childhood, it is unparalleled. In the, his life was not so easy. If we look at his life, he was born in a prison. Under what condition? Condition was that he will be killed immediately. His mom and dad are imprisoned, and Kangsha is waiting. As soon as the baby comes, he will get the news and he will grab and kill. Under that circumstances, and he's born, he's raised with the coward boys and girls, with their mom, milking mom, they're selling cow, they're, they're selling milk and milk products. It totally different environment he's born and he's terrified every day. He is not terrified. But Kongsu is terrified and to destroy Krishna is watching and sending all these what is called demons and demoniac characters. And he, look at the life. He is doing such tremendous miraculous activity. You can say miracle, but it is a power. Miracle is nothing but power. We think anything happened in the world is miracle. There is no such miracle as such. It is the manifestation of the power. In the physical level or in, in a subtle level how that power manifests in godly persons, it manifests differently, which our human brain cannot understand. And there we say it is miracle. But it is the manifestation of power. But when ordinary human being tries to manifest the power, look at them. How proud they become how egotistic they become. And here we find Sri Krishna doing all types of things, killing the putana, that lady, a woman in the form of coming as a mother to feed the milk and then to kill Krishna. He did all these things, but you know, like a childlike play. And after doing something, he's so normal. There is no manifestation of his ego. There is no manifestation of his power. Others cannot recognize that it is possible for baby Krishna to do such miraculous thing. And not only that, if we look at every stage of life, the uniqueness of the teachings of the Bhagavad Gita and the teachings of the Bhagavad <coughs> gives what Sri Krishna did in his own personal life. When he was raised, in, with the, in the Vrindavan, 
And it was a playful days. This child always plays joyfully. And was the play and the love for the other girls of the coward girls were so deep and profound, so unselfish. It is purely love for love's sake that is to be learned in life. Even from the childhood, giving, and giving is given, finished. There's no expectation. We find that you read the whole 10th chapter, 10th skanda of the Bhagavad, which is replete with the wisdom of the Krishna's play, his birth, his growth, his attainment of all the love, uh, the wonderful manifestation of the supreme love is called Parabhakti. It really overwhelms us. But we find that that love was such, it is so unselfish. It was so beyond the body-mind concept. The play was going on with Krishna. What age? He was a boy of 10, 11 years boy. And the girls are playing, they were only of the same age, 8, 9, 10. These are our gopis. And we have a very distorted image of them. And see the pure, immaculate love there. And the love, it is the love for the supreme purity. You know, wherever there is a manifestation of purity, where there is a manifestation of pure, stainless character, people must have to feel attraction there. We feel attracted for Christ. We feel attracted for Buddha. We feel attracted for Chaitanya and other great saints. What is the beauty in them? It is the beauty of the purity, the beauty of the uh, stainless character and their love, intense love for humanity because it is overflowing love. So that was the point when we find that Sri Krishna is depicting as his, in his childhood. But even in that condition, there are many stories where it is not so easy-going life for Krishna. But always you find Krishna is fighting whatever is needed during the same moment. And next moment he is becoming totally detached, as if he does not know anything of that. Look at the great story of when Uddhava was sent by Kongsha. Actually, his plan was to kill Krishna. He came to know uh, he's a uncle, Mama. So, uh, Kongsha Mama, in Bengali they call Kongsha Mama. <laughs> that means it is a notorious Mama, <laughs> uncle. <laughs> he was inviting him to kill him. Anyhow, when he came, Krishna knew everything. If you say he is God, he knows everything. But the point is, see, you see when Uddhava came, and uh, uh, he was invited. And he, Krishna, e easily agreed to that. And you look at the situation of the gopis, these girls who loved Krishna with their heart and soul and with their everything of their life. They were all crying and weeping and someone's holding the wheel of uh, the chariot. Someone lying down in front of the chariot. You write beautiful description in the Bhagavad. And, but Krishna is so detached. How come possible? 
They couldn't believe that it is such a tremendous love whose flute, whose presence, whose smile would attract their whole heart and soul, totally absorbed in blissful state. They can forget, they can get away with all other duties and responsibilities of life. That person is living, but going totally detached. It's very difficult to understand. That is the way to live in life, what Krishna said. Love intensely, do your duty. Next moment, hands up. We always keep a string attached. I love you, naturally you love me. I love you, you love me little more. But there is very little, few people in the world of this standard. The love, for love's sake, and finish. No expectation. Swami Vivekananda said, Thou, thou, fire nahi chao. Thake shambhal. Give, give. Don't think you are limited. You have something to give. Anantere tumi odhikari. You are the inheritor of the infinite love, infinite joy, infinite blessings. Huh? Give, give. So that, that is the example. Sri Krishna stands for that giving and giving up that tremendous love. It is not heartless. When it is detached, we understand. When it is detachment comes, we think that is heartlessness. Because, oh, he does not pay attention to me. You see, it happened in Sri Ramakrishna's life with Narendra Nath. Ramakrishna could not stand a moment without seeing Noren. When Noren comes, he will be so, so much happy. And as if he will say, oh, you people go now, Noren has come. Huh? Is it little partial? But still, he wanted to, once Noren came, and Sri Ramakrishna loved so much, even he will run to see him in his home, in ancestral home, his grandma's um, attic. He will be standing in the below and asking for Noren. Noren will come down and scold him, what has happened to you? You will be like King Bharata. Huh? He will be, <laughs> Bharata thought of the, and last time he thought about the harin, the deer, and he was born as dead, you will be born like Noren. <laughs> Even getting that scolding, he didn't care. But he used to go, unconditional love for Noren. But Noren's love for Ramakrishna is equally unconditional. When Noren came to Ramakrishna, and one day Ramakrishna is behaving as if he has not seen the entrance of Noren. And Noren is sitting over there entire hour. He never looked once towards him. He's talking to other people as if ignoring totally. One day, two days, three days. One month went on like that. And Noren didn't stop to come. And at the end, Ramakrishna said, You Noren, why do you come? Don't you see? I don't look at you. Still, why do you come? He said, I don't come to hear you, what you say, but I love you. What can I do? I cannot stop but love. So that is the point. That is the point to understand the depth of love. It is not for anything. Love is so intense. At the same time, love can be detached. And that gives total freedom. That gives total joy. That gives total happiness. And that freedom is to be searched in our life. So, here Krishna stands for that detached love. But you know, when Uddhava uh, went back, and Uddhava was a jnani, he was a, known, he was a man of wisdom. 
He knows that Krishna is not a human being. God resides in all human beings like that. So he thought, these gopis, why they cry and weep for Krishna? You know, love is such a thing, emotion comes and the separation of Krishna is creating in the heart of the gopis and they are weeping and crying. Then, one day, he, Krishna sent Uddhava to uh, give advice to the gopis and said, oh, you know, you go and see the gopis, they are crying because of my separation. They cannot stand that. So they are weeping and crying. So you, Uddhava, you know so much. Why not go and uh, just uh, console them? And Uddhava went. And as soon as Uddhava went into the Vrindavan, beautiful story is there. The, all the gopis uh, all collected. Oh, Uddhava has come. Oh, he has come from Krishna. So they felt so much joy and so much attraction that they gathered around Uddhava because Uddhava is the messenger of Krishna. So when he came, then Uddhava was, Krishna uh, sent his message that uh, Uddhava started saying, you people, why are you so much weeping and crying? Don't you know that Krishna is not a man? Krishna is not a human being. He is God. So he, he resides in the heart of all. So he is here and he, in you and in everyone. Then you should not cry like that. But the gopis responded, Oh Uddhava, you are a man of wisdom. What can I say? We are all poor, illiterate ladies. We have not gone to school or anything. We didn't read any scripture. But this much is the fact that you are talking about to meditate on him who resides in the heart. You know, there is no mind with us. Krishna has stolen our mind altogether. Where is our mind to, with that tool is gone, how to meditate on him? That means they be, Uddhava understood what they are talking. They are talking about these gopis, you think that they are ordinary ladies? And their love is ordinary love in the human level. They're totally mistaken. When gopis were drawn by Krishna by playing the flute in this full moon night, and then all the gopis ran, ran, giving up their all earthly activities and reached there, then Krishna, in a detached mood, talking to these girls, he said, why are you coming here this dead of night? It is not proper that you should be in your home. You can in, understand in Indian context, so many, at least thousands, at least what, 2,500 years, we will have to say, if not more. Anyhow, I am not uh, ju judging the time period, but at least before Christ, at least 500 years. May I am taking minimum. And now your Dwarka uh, excavation has created a sensation. So it has gone pushing the culture and history little backward. Anyhow, but the point is that he, they said, oh, Krishna, you are very naughty. Eh? You have played the flute and you have uh, attracted our heart and now you are saying, hey, why are you here? Eh? And then, it said, then there is a beautiful statement by the gopis. It says, eh, don't think that we are fools. We know 
I, we love you, but we know who are you. He says, Nakhalu Gopika Nandano Bhavan. I know you, Krishna, is not only the son of, uh, in a, born in the family of the gopis, or gopakul, or many, uh, what you call, covered families. Huh? It is not that. But you are the Akhilo Dehi Atmodrik. You are the indweller in the heart of all created beings in the universe. So you see the knowledge is there. That's why their love followed by knowledge. That makes you detached. That makes you profound. When you know the glory whom we love, then our love becomes deep and profound and deeper. So when Krishna sent Uddhava and Uddhava talked with the gopis like that, then our Uddhava got a full knowledge who the gopis are. And how profound. As Ramakrishna said, these gopis are not ordinary people. They are the sages. They are the sages whose mind was tuned to God consciousness. And when Rama was wandering in the forest and in his exiled days, and, and, and the, the sages were deeply immersed in their meditation, they found such a tremendous joy and they inquired, what is the reason? Then they found Rama there. They, they prayed, oh Rama, if your very presence gives us so much tremendous joy in our life, what, what will be the situation if we can see you day and day in and day out and play with you? Therefore, they, Ramakrishna said, these sages were born as the gopis and Krishna was Rama was born as Krishna. Anyhow, these are the background. But the point what I wanted to make it uh, strong here, that that love, love of Krishna, is detached love. And there is no bondage in that. That's a freedom. But our love, we have to learn how to love. And Krishna taught us how to love. That's the glory of Krishna's teachings. If we go that in his... Uh, He killed all the, even when, when he went to Kongsa's place and he did all this uh, destruction of the evil. And what he did at ease, but he didn't take the glory of it. That is, he's beyond the praise and the ego. Uddhava. And again, in Uddhava Gita, there are many Gitas, you know. It is all this conversation with Krishna and people. It is Uddhava Gita, Kopila Gita, Devahuti Gita, etc. There, connected in the Bhagavad. So it says, it is he's showing the how to live in the world. That is in Uddhava Gita. We find that. When Uddhava again, there is another story. When detachment, Uddhava, Krishna played his whole life and he destroyed his mission. All the uh, demons were killed and all other major work has been done, which has been mentioned in the Bhagavad. It says that the Lord Krishna was approached by 
God Brahma. You know, when, uh, before coming to the earth, the, all the gods and Indra and others praise to the Lord, Oh Lord, this world is going to such turmoil situation, please come and help the humanity and protect them. Therefore, that was the coming down of the Lord in the human form as Krishna. And now the mission is fulfilled when his work is done. That time, again then Lord Brahma came and said that, Sir, O Lord, you have fulfilled your mission. Now we are missing you for a long time in the heaven. Uh, please come and help us. Your mission in the earth is now fulfilled. All the demons are destroyed and the purpose you came to re-establish the dharma, righteousness and its values, how people will live, how they will be devotional in life, how they will do their karma and doing karma, how they will be detached, how they will meditate, all these teachings you have given by your own life and your own effort. So your mission is done, so why not come back? And when he said, Brahma said that, O Lord, we formerly prayed to you to reduce the burden of the earth. And O you self of all, you have done it exactly as we wished. So what you wished? In the next verse, Brahma said, Dharmascha sthapita satsu, satya sandheshu vai tvaya, kirtisya dikshu bhikshipta sarva loko kamalapaha. Meaning, you have dharmascha sthapita, you have established what is called religion, what is called true spirituality. You have established that. You have taken out the weeds of the rituals. And satsu, and you have virtuous people, you have handed over this responsibility on the virtuous people who are devoted to truth and knowledge only. And your, this glory has been spread to the length and breadth of the country. And your fame, that name which will purify everybody, your name, even people take your name, they will be purified because you are beautiful word, Punna Sravana Kirtana. Your name is so auspicious. <coughs> By chanting your name, people will get freed from all blemishes of their heart. So, you have done this. You have established the Dharma, religion, and you have given it to the virtuous people and to the devotees who are devoted to truth, and you have spread in all direction the glory of your activity, how to live in life, this detached life and other things. Now, now you having hearing and deciding your glory, it says that Yani te charitani isha manusha sadhava kalau in this Kali Yuga, in this age, iron age, your charit, your life is so great and your words are so full of blessings that if people just think of them and recite them, Srinvanta Kirtayantascha Tarishyati Anjasha Tamaha, they will be freed from tamas, 
from all darkness, from all ignorance, and they'll be freed by just listening to the holy words of yours, receiving your name, and chanting the name and glory of yours. And, O oh Lord, you are the supreme being, and you have lived here. That's the authentic story, how long Krishna lived. Nowadays we live 100 years almost, no? <laughs> but Krishna lived 125 years. Here it is said, verse number 25, it says, Jadur Bangse Abhutir Nasya Bhavata Purushottama Sarat Satang Vyatitayo Pancha Bhingshadhikam Prabho Sata and Pancha Bhingshati Udhi. That means 125. So he says, O Lord, now you supreme being, 125 years of your life has been passed that you did incarnate in this way. Now we are, we want you to come back to heaven because we are helpless there. You please help us. Sadhama Panamang Vishwasa. You now enter in, into your own divine plane where you reside normally. And then Sri Krishna said, yes, my play is done and I will go back to uh, my abode. And that then came this advice. Then came this point that when Uddhava was asking for his grace, Uddhava Krishna says, I, you are leaving now the body, so how can I live without you? You are the Lord of the universe, and I loved you as a human being. I loved you as my friend. I, I used to live with you. I used to serve you. I used to pray to you. I used to cry. And that was my whole life was centered around you. Now if you leave, how can I live in this mortal world? So please take me with you. It's very emotional. Uh, words are mentioned here in the Bhagavad. So he said that how can I continue to live in this world without you. Then Sri Krishna advised him that you know when I go you also don't you need not have to go with me. You stay back and you like a wandering monk you move around the world and, and send the message my message, be a preacher of my message, and then give peace to others. So he said that Tang tu Sarvan Parityajya, it's a beautiful verse of the Bhagavad. Tang tu Sarvan Parityajya, you then giving up everything of your me, mine, ego, my home, house, everything. Snehang Sajana Bandhusu, your attachment, your feeling of so much limited love for your friends and your family members. Give mai avesya manasamyap by just pouring your mind and soul, heart and soul in my thought. Just pour your heart and soul in me and being absorbed in me, mai avesya manasamyap. Then what do you do? Samadrik, bicharasagam. You go and wander around the whole world and bring the message my message. And as a result, what will happen? Whatever is cognized by the mind, speech, eyes and ears and the rest, know it all to be the pigment. 
So it is not what you see this, it is not ultimately real, but your mission is to serve this story of me so that people will know and they will be liberated from their bondage. Therefore, you controlling your own mind and everything, you just roam around the world and fully rest on me and, and depend on me, the Supreme Lord of the universe. And possessed by the knowledge and realization, with the mind, your mind satisfied with the realization of the self, and being the very self of all embodied beings, you will not be thwart by any obstacles in your life. So therefore, being friend of all, with this subtle conviction due to knowledge and realization, and beholding the universe as constituting of nothing but Krishna, no more you will come to any grief. That's a beautiful statement. You can get some lesson from it. What is our duty? Our duty also is to lead a life of freedom. It to enjoy the life of freedom and joy. How to get it? We must have to find some means and ways and Krishna stands there as a good friend to help us. And he gave the idea, first of all, that the me and mine is the dane of all problems. If there, we may put this question, if I have no me and mine, how can I work? You can work much better. Me and mine restricts you. Thee and thine expands you. So it is not, not contradictory that if me and mine is only the way to be in the world. My me, me is not here. You, you think of your child. When you think of your child, your me extends to the child. When you think your friend is, is suffering, you feel for that. Your me is extended there. Swami Vivekananda said, expansion is life and contraction is death. So expand, expand how big you can be. Go on, on. There is no limit to it. So that is the point. And he gave a beautiful advice in the copula, copula, uh, through the copula's mouth. Kapila is giving the instruction to his mother. Her name is Devahuti. And there he gave a beautiful uh, idea. It is Sri Krishna's idea. You know, that will revolutionize our thinking power. We think that Krishna means sing, dance, and only uh, go into the mm, temple and do things, but ignore the suffering of humanity. It is totally different. Here it is said, Kapila's advice, that is on, it's a, in the third skanda of the Bhagavad Gita. Bhagavad Gita, no, Bhagavad. It is said that Aham Sarveshu Bhuteshu Bhutatma Avastita Sada Tam Avagayamang Matya Kurute Archa Biramanam. It's a beautiful verse. Perhaps this should be the, I think it is, it is the key idea of Swami Vivekananda in this age. He says, uh, Ramakrishna said, you can worship God in an image, in a picture, 
Because you bring the idea, my beloved Lord is here. If you can do that, why can't you serve men who are in suffering and pain? God is more palpably there. Serve God there. If you can do it there, you should do more in human being. Sri Ramakrishna said, Pratimai Ishwar Puja hai, ar janto manushe hai na. It's a beautiful word. In the Pratima, in image and in icon, we pour our heart uh, and then think there is Lord. And thinking God's presence, we offer our, we bring flowers, we bring sweets, candies, we pray and we think that Lord is listening to me. If you can do that, can you not do with a human being in so many forms, God in so many forms? That is Ramakrishna said. And here is Krishna's advice. Aham bhusarveshu bhuteshu. In all living being, sarbo is not, not, it is poor or uh, educated, not the uh, uh, rich or, or poor or high or low. Not any distinction, young or old. It is not American or Indian or European or Russian. Not the question. It is sarveshu bhuteshu. Aham bhuteshu bhuto atma. I am the atman of each individual created being. Avastita sada. I am all the time residing in the heart of all. Dham avagayo. Ignoring that not responding to that, respecting that philosophy, mang martyo, in this earth, the people, fools, kurute, archa, viramanam, they do worship me, just it is an empty show, empty show of their love. If they cannot do this in human being, that this is an empty show. See, that is the dharma sthapana. It's a tremendous idea. We must have to inculcate in our life. We want to be spiritual. What is the spirituality given by Krishna? A concrete way that he says, I am always present in all beings as their very self, the capitalist, Atma. And insulting me there, people worship me. If people worship me only in the image, such worship is only an empty show. Is it Krishna saying? See? Yes, it is Krishna saying that you know, try to see God in others. Shiva, Jnana, Jiva, Seva, the whole philosophy of this Ramakrishna order stands on this philosophy that it is Shiva is there in individual being. You worship Shiva in, through the human frame. You are actually every worship goes to God and God alone. So if that is brought, then the life's fulfillment comes. And he continues on next verse, after two verses, he says, Aham uchavachaira dhrubhai kriyayo utpannayanaghe naivo tusset archito archayang bhuta gramo avamanina I am not pleased with how many good items people bring it for my worship, no? Some may say, you know, I brought 
a costly jewel, jewelry. Uh, God does not care for your jewelry. Whole world is his. For jewelry, he will give it to him. But it is our joy that I gave so much and, and I can get a good name. And people may see, hey, I gave it. Uh, so it may be pride. But, but Sri Krishna says, I am not at all pleased. Oh, sinless one. Oh, Anage. You are pure. You are sinless. You, Uddhava, you are, have a pure heart. You can understand this. By being worshipped in an image accompaniment, accompanied by various high and costly items of the ritualistic worship. By those who insult me in the various living beings. You have to understand, don't, I don't, Krishna is not saying that you don't worship God with your heart and soul. Does not say that you don't give him the best you can offer. But it is saying that you do that puja insulting me in human being when I am in suffering. I am there. You ignore me. And that's an insult to me. You do one way there and here you want to show something. That is an insult. But I am more present. So what is the philosophy is coming that it is more important that God is more palpably present in the heart of all. So we should have to respect every person in that innate purity, to love, respect, and attach there. That is our love. That is our respect. That is our giving. And then the physical aspect will go away. Detachment will come. So it is attachment and detachment. You know, in, in every temple, pomp and pride goes on. Uh, everyone, every devotee comes with how much well, in, uh, there is a, just a story uh, to relax you a little bit, talking to high philosophy. <laughs> so one, <laughs> our Holy Mother, you know Holy Mother Sarada Devi, is, uh, so um, he lived in such a humble way. Uh, even after Ramakrishna's passing away, he, she had only one piece of cloth to wear only. And it is so old, it is getting torn here and there, and then she is making a knot here and not there. That was Holy Mother. And she felt for the suffering of others, only feeding the children, whoever coming, whether he is a Muslim, Dekwait uh, Amzad, or Vivekananda coming, or Brahmananda coming, all the uh, top people of the society with respect, and that most ordinary people uh, who hate, everyone hates, that person is equal uh, in, in her dealing. And she lived that life of simplicity. Now, uh, some devotee wished to give Holy Mother one uh, shari, cloth. And, and a big philosophy. Uh, he said that, you know, Mother does not need all these things. Uh, Mother is mother of the universe. She does not need anything. But we as devotees wish to give something to mother. I do not know how much he gives to poor people or needy people. Mother is there also. But he wanted to bring an offering of shari to mother. Do you know how much is the price? I do not know the cost of sharis. <laughs> Someone of you may help me. But I never heard that there is a sari which costs 90,000 rupees. 90,000 rupees? My God! How many poor people would have been uh, paid and taken care of? Ramakrishna 
was going to the pilgrimage with Mathur Babu, uh, and Mathur was the landlord. And Ramakrishna saw the poverty and the hunger of the people in uh, what is called Devghar. And he told uh, Mathur, the landlord, you see, you must have to feed all these children, poor people. They are rickety, they have not got food for a few days. You will have to give some hair oil, some new cloth, and some five rupees each. His demand was so much. And Mothur Babu said, Father, where shall I get it? I came for pilgrimage, so I have not so much money. I do not know. I am going to sit with them. Unless you bring, I am not going to get up. And he did that. He went and sat with them, and Mothur Babu felt embarrassed, and he had to send people to Calcutta to bring more money and then serve them. So, you see, that is the point. This Pom, your love and respect can go to the temple. Yes, true. But it should be more to the uh, human personality where God is more palpably present. It's a conscious manifestation. Everywhere is that Lord. Lord is no, not that there is any place where there is no Lord. But God is everywhere. That is the teaching of the Gita and Upanishad. And also all religion teaches us. But how to apply, Krishna showed us that. Uh, he said that, I am not happy with that type of gift when you give it in the, in the shrine and altar, but you ignore my veritable presence in the needy and poor people. Also, therefore, what you have to do? Therefore, Atho maang sarveshu bhuteshu bhutatma krito alayam Arhayet dano manabhyang maitro abhinneno chakshusha. You should therefore, what is the last advice? It's the Athamang, therefore you see me, sarvabhutanam bhutatma. I am the Atman of all created beings. And I am residing in the heart of all. Krito alayam. I have already made a temple in the heart of all. Therefore, what you to do? Or or hayet dano manabhyam. You should worship. You should show your respect to dano, means offering some money or need by removal of their felt need. Mana, with respect. Don't give charity to a people. Uh, uh, when we drive and we see some hungry man in the homeless person with a card saying I am hungry people start giving in one pay one dollar and 20 times thinking yeah shall I give if he gets and gets a drug and what is your business of drug or anything you give one dollar finish why are you so much binding him into consideration that he will eat this he will spoil and he will go to a wrong direction Are you, what is your business not that way respectfully give Swami Vivekananda said that is the idea. Dano manabhyam. Give man. Man means samman. And maitri with friendship, with love, with affection. Don't bring any other issue in between. So how to give some offering that is wonderfully mentioned in the Bhagavad. It says, Arhayet, you respectfully, you should offer dano, give whatever gift, with mana, with honor and dignity, and maitri, meaning friendship. In the friendship, as a friend gives to a friend, eh? and not with a 
uh, standing high in the altar, as Swami uh, Vivekananda said, give. How to give? In a new way, he taught exactly what is mentioned here. He said, let the giver kneel down, and the receiver is said, receive it and bless. Receiver will bless you, and the giver will kneel down. I am fortunate you gave me an opportunity to serve you, Lord. So this should be the attitude, and that is spiritual. Uh, otherwise, everything is mundane. So that is the life and other way of living is a living like a dead. So this is Swami Vivekananda said, I give with honor and dignity. And whom you are giving, understand the dignity of that person. I'll give you one example, just again to make it a little light. One of our Swami, he was great Swami, he was Swami Bhuteshananda. He was the head of Rajkot Center at that time. Rajkot Center was poor that time. And he used to go to collect some uh, donation from different people. So he went by, by uh, riding a cycle in hot summer. He was a little heavy. He used to sweat. And he went to a place and asked from this, this person to that person, someone give one rupee or someone give 50, 50 uh, ana or whatever, no? solo ana, art ana, have 50 cent. And like that, he will go, but he will go with all respect and go and collect. So he went to one, one place and that he was a, a merchant. So when he came, yeah, he said, sir, I come to you, uh, give me some donation you gave last month maybe. Oh, sit down. So the poor guy, he sat for a, and he was one of the topmost Swami of our order. He was the president of our order afterwards the top intellectual person in, the, in our order, such knowledge of scripture, such spiritual depth and practice in his life. He sat for one hour and he was just, he very quietly sitting over there for his donation to come. Then he said again, one hour after one hour, it is noon, he's getting noon over, so he will go back to ashram. Then he said, sir, uh, shall I uh, get your donation? Okay, I'm busy today. Come, come tomorrow. So, okay, he with any grudge, he went back and came next day. Again, he came and wait and sat for some time. And being too much angry, he threw away, say, one rupee or something like that and gave it. And he saluted and took away because it is for the Lord's work. No, so you have to accept that way. That is your acceptance. Your spirituality is there. But you see how the donation of one rupee is given with so much of grudge, anger, frustration, as if I am compelled to give, I am bound to give, how I would have been happy not to give, like that this feeling is coming. But whereas Bhagavat is saying, dāna manabhyam and maitrai maitri avinnena. Friendship, as if you are your friend. Avinna, avinna means you are not separate. Whom you are giving, he is you. You is there, they are you. So that is the type of, and that, that, that can be applied in our home in our family, uh, in our workplace, uh, in our uh, community in which we live, as best as we can. Not that we can do everything, but the best we can do, we have to adopt this type of culture. So that is one of the ideas, I think, that and also uh, in another place, 
this Bhagavat says, Labdhva sudurlabham idam bhushambhavante manushyam arthadam anityam apihadhiraha. Labdhva sudurlabham, attaining this very rare birth which has come after many, many lifetimes passing away and seeing that everything is so much ephemeral in this world. So, if one wants to get out of this, they will have to take these spiritual values in life and to apply in day-to-day life. And how to apply, as I have said, major point is Gita and teaching of the Bhagavad Gita is that detachment, detachment, detachment. Live in the world, do your duty, as Christ said, and let your left hand do not know what your right hand gives. So that type of thing, totally off. And when you give it, you are free. And you allow others to be free. Freedom does not mean my freedom. That's a different concept about freedom. Freedom is not your freedom only. Freedom means freedom of others also who are with you. They should feel free. So this is the great ideal what that, that is the glory of Krishna. If you want to understand Krishna, don't go only to playful Krishna playing uh, flute and dancing with the gopi girls eh, who are all uh, 25, 30, 40 years dancing people. It's not like that. It is the teenage, eight, uh, not even teenage, eight, nine, ten years old boys and girls playing playfully where there is no idea of body identity, very pure soul and divine play in the giving and taking in the purest sense of love. There is no expectation of anything else. Okay, so thank you all. So we can take from Krishna this message and this boldness in life to apply it uh, as much as we can.